Ladies and gentlemen, I am thrilled to have this man in front of me right now. Now, it says on the press release, I love this, Michael, Michael McGear. <laughs> is it not Mike McCartney? Is it not Mike McGear? People are confused, and of course it is Mike McCartney, but your stage name is Michael McGear, isn't it? Well, it was for, oh my God, over 20 years because of something in Liverpool called Beatlemania that was taken off. And so to be, and so the names Lennon and McCartney were rather getting too well known. <laughs> and it was like, it was just like being uh, Mike Presley or Mike Sinatra. And so I thought, uh, it just looks like you're cashing in, Mick, and I'm a scouser. So you have to be uh, the way you were brought up. And so, uh, what do you call yourself? Are you going to change your name? What do you call yourself? And so that was J.P. Don Levy's Ginger Man. There was a guy in there called Dangerfield. So it was nearly Mike. Here you are. Eighty Island Scaffolds and Mike Dangerfield. <laughs> Wasn't too bad. Bit sort of 007. And then there was, as uh, you know, around Liverpool at that time, were the Fab and Gear, before they went to America and became plagiarised by our kid and his lot. And they paint it's all fab and fab fab. Here, as you know, it's just fab. Oh, look at that bed, she's fab. Look at that uh, flower, it's the gear. And it was always the gear, wasn't it? it? Wasn't the clothes? It was always oh, look at that, she's the gear, etc. And so Mike McFab was a bit stupid. So you know, Mike McFab. Here he is, Mike McFab. No, and then Mike McGear. Um, sounds a bit Irish. So all my stock are from Ireland. So. Mike McGear, the Irish Fantastic. scouser. I'm delighted that we've known each other for years. We've worked together, which we will talk about. We're here to talk about your new project. Uh, we don't actually have to talk about it. It's on camera. <laughs> right <laughs> in the middle of the two of us. It's the album. And isn't it great that this album, which we're going to talk about at length, but isn't it great that vinyl is yes. making a resurgence? Yes. They've just had Vinyl Day the other week, and it's amazing. People are queuing outside. Mm. But what people don't know is people like you and me have kept our vinyl because oh, we yes. knew one day it would come back. Well, not particularly knew it would come back. Uh, these things, as you well know, sometimes they change, and it's forever. Oh, by the way, that is not a furry coming in, folks. That is my phone. Because I like that. I've got this. Like we should we keep the furry? I'll in? leave the furry because the furry can give. I like that. Every now and then, that is either my wife coming back from from uh, keep fat, uh, or uh, the postman, or a burglar. Or it's your wife saying, Pete Price has been on the phone, are you there yet? Yeah, <laughs> that's more like Ro. It, it could be that. <laughs> Did she, you make it? Yeah, she's a character though. She's, um, she's a character. brilliant. And to live the life married to you. For 37. huge personality. For 37 years. She compliments you so well. She should get the medal, not me. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's talk about the vinyl. So vinyl is, I've got something like... I've got about 10,000 vinyls. No, I haven't got that many. A couple of boxes of my favourites from the old yeah. days. Oh, so, the only reason I've got that many is I used to get all the uh, demo discs. And, of yes, course, I was oh, a disc course. jockey, so... Oh, oh they're demos. Yeah, yeah, Didn't yeah. like them, but they were demos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I've got a couple of them that uh, I should throw out. Right, the project, which is a, an encapsulation of things, isn't it? Yes. So tell us why now and... Tell us about it. Well, it's why is because two companies rang me and said, uh, would you like to do the McGear album again? I said, why? 
It's been out in 1974. That was 45 years ago. And it's been out on CD since then. Why do you want to bring it out now? Ah, it's a new thing, what we do. And if you think about it, our kid does it as well. So, you know, it must be part of the industry now. What we're going to do is put out a new project. It's going to come out on... There's that fairy Fairy again. dust. We love it. <laughs> it is a great sound. It, it? is. Fun. The only little thing is uh, you could have that all day. There are a lot of people that... Uh, a lot of fairies around our house. <laughs> a, no um, shut up, that. Peter. So go on. So they said... You said, why now? They said, Yeah, and they said, because we want to put it out... It, as you've said it twice, project, and that's what it is these days. It's not. First of all, we want to put it out uh, as a, a record, a vinyl record, a what's it called, superior, posh, uh, looks deluxe vinyl record. Right. So the first thing I did was ring Billy Kinsley and said, "Hey, Billy, what's a, a deluxe vinyl these days? Oh, it's thick. It's great. Much stronger." than our old LPs that bent like uh, wobble boards. This, these are strong, much better quality. Oh, okay, thanks, Bill. Because he's on, Billy's on the uh, CD2 of this uh, project. And so, okay, it's coming out at night. It's going to be on vinyl. It's nice. Because vinyl's taking over. Yeah. Wow. So, oh, what a lovely thought. You, and does it come in your sleeve? Yeah, double gate sleeve. And this is the American said that. I said, you Americans are going to be so happy. He said, why? I said, because when I came over from England in 1974 with my album, this one we've got on your desk right now, folks, is with the double gate sleeve. Can you see that? Everywhere? With a magnificent you picture of you in it. Eh? Magnificent picture of you this, in it. This is my Roxy Mary uh, thingy. And I went to America and they said, what's that? The Warner Brothers representatives. I said, it's my album. The one we're going ac across from New York, Waldorf Astoria, to uh, L.A., uh, Beverly Hills Hotel, and uh, that's what we're selling. He said, no, why not? He said, we've only got the single gate. That's all they had. It couldn't open. Oh, right. And of all that, how weird is that? America gave Britain and Europe the double uh, folder, the double gate sleeve, and, and only had single. So I said, the Americans are going to love this. For the first time, they're going to have it in their hands. Yeah. So that, vinyl, double gate. Uh, don't stop there, Mike. I said, keep going. They said, then we have a CD with the original vinyl with two bo uh, bonus tracks. Then we have another CD with outtakes, different mixes, any other songs you can find, etc. Then, and then the English, uh, esoteric Cherry Red, said, we're going to have a book. We're going to have a poster, which is now two posters. Second poster is my lyrics, what I writ uh, 45 yep. years ago, uh, and a DVD. So is it sold as a package? Yeah, it is called a box set. A clam... I've remembered it. Well yep. done, Michael. No, no, I've got a it clam down here. shell box a set. A three-disc clamp shell yeah. box set edition of the yeah. album. That's it. Magia. That's right. That's a hell of a title. So it's yeah. a, a package. Yeah. So where does the animation come into all this? It, that is, simply comes into it because quite some time ago now, a year or so ago, LA Productions, which we were just talking about prior to coming on air, just won a big Oscar, whatever it's called, mm -hmm. in Midem or Cannes? Uh, in uh, Monte Carlo. Monte Carlo, yep. near enough. And it was Down something south. like a nymph, it's called, which it? I couldn't believe. Is it? That's what, it's something like a made nymph or something. It's 
a bizarre name, well, but it's for care. It is which for was care. An incredible. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. the dementia one. Unbelievable. Very sad. Very. Very poignant. Very poignant, very succinct. Exactly what LA Productions do all the time. time, New series are moving on, coming on, I've heard. Uh, And any listeners that don't know, The Hillsford with Jimmy McGovern, they work a lot with Jimmy McGovern. Um, what's it called? Broken with Sean Bean. Oh, they've done so much. Unbelievable. We could, we could do a whole show of what you, we have done with yeah. Colin. Can I just say, as you meant, moving on, as you mentioned moving on, yeah. Colin rang me up one day, diverting from your product. But I've got You're to not tell you, going on a tangent, are you? I'm please? going to go on a little one because this makes me laugh. And he said to me, I want, I want you uh, to do a cameo in Moving On. Oh, great. And I said, really? He said, it's a very powerful man, a very strong man, and it's very important to the story. I got the script. It was a binman. <laughs> a powerful binman a powerful binman <laughs> right let's go back to LA what have they got to do with the cartoon or the drawings or the animation so uh, LA, uh, LA Productions uh, said Mike you showed us years ago your Rainbow Rabbit and your Weirdos cartoons uh, and we found somebody you might be able to work with we're talking about animation now Rainbow Rabbit actually went Two, that's a big production, that one. Uh, I said, well, you know, good luck on that one. It's going to take years, that one. Because uh, that went to final contractual uh, state with Tyne T's television yeah. in 1900 and frozen to death. And uh, the, the big thing that I really, they were going to hook me up with, I think John Coates' Snowman down in London, etc., to make this wonderful yeah. A prop big production uh, animation and so we're getting there and then the final thing right ready to sign gotta wait a bit Mike why Tyne Tees has a, a, a problem a, a decision to make uh, what's that it's either you and your rainbow rabbit or Super Gran gets it right one of the characters what is Super Gran don't know whether anyone will remember it was obviously a super grand, does all flying everywhere. One of the main people in it was Billy Connolly, right? In Super Grand. And I thought, how funny. So I'm waiting, uh, who gets this uh, job? Because I want to know. Uh, that's me dinging Don't now, worry. not the. Fa- oh, good. It's all part of the interview. We're loving Thank it. Thank you. Good, thank God for that. Very retro. People, oh, good. no, you mean normal. So you, you never got that? So it came to, no, no, why I was interested in who got the job because Billy was on the Super Grand, because he had promised to me and my Rainbow Rabbit oh, right. as, uh, as Wizard Weasel Witch, woo, 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 wow, Wizard Weasel Witch, uh, as the character, oh, I want that one, because I had drawn Wizard Weasel Witch, when you look at him on paper, very Johnny, Johnny and then, hook nose and everything, the glasses, but he's a wizard, he's a Wizard Weasel, uh, Connolly, I'll have that one, that's for me, I've got, so I waited for it, Supergan got the job. Right. It died. And so, so is that's it still there? there? In, it's in, there in my... I've got it written yeah. down and things. It is... And I've drawn. I do all the drawings all yeah. myself. So I've done that and the weirdos. I said, the, the Supergan... Uh, what's it called? Rainbow Rabbit is going to take a long, long, long time. But the weirdos... And I'll show... I've brought some drawings like I did yesterday at the launch. Showed you the original drawings there. I said, I've been doing these for years, and every time I go on Twitter, people say, oh, I love those weirdos. And so there's this guy, uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll talk to him, called Peter, Peter Miller. 
and he just passed his exams, flying colours, in Edge Hill University. So do you want to meet him and talk about it? I said, yeah, nothing to solve. You know, might hate each other, might not work, whatever. Yeah. So I met him in Ed- Edge Hill University. So he said, show me, and I looked at it, and he said, oh, yeah, I could do that, that, that. And so in the end, yes, I like these because of the surrealist element in them. They're weird. So they're called the weirdos, bit of a hint. And so this, oh, no, it's me down to I like this. And so we started. And then I'd go there every day. Oh, it's a long way from our house over the water to Ormsgate, Ezra to Ormsgate, every day, an hour at least every day for many months. But at the end of it came that beautiful little montage of weirdos, Blob and Beaky. I didn't tell you it yesterday. So they're saying, right, now we're going to record the soundtrack now. Great. All these, you know, the the angel takes his uh, halo off and puts it over the five quid thingy, takes his halo. And so how does it go when he throws it like that? It goes, etc. So do you want to do all that? I'm I'm doing everything. Do everything. And so, okay. What are these characters called? And it only just decided on Beaky. Beaky was going to be Hook Nose because it's got a big Beak Hook Nose. Hook Nose or Beaky. So the Blob is definitely Blob. And so that's it. So, okay. A blob and Beaky? Yeah, that's what they're called. Smash in. So go in and uh, do Blob and do Beaky. Tell me what's Hold going on, happen- Pete. I didn't know. How does, he, how does Blob sound? Oh, right. <laughs> how does Beaky yeah, sound? Yeah. So the, how do I do it? So I had to invent on the side to be. Oh, this was thinking on your feet? Oh, totally. Yeah. And there's this big blob. Yeah. How does he How does he go in a voice? And so I became blob, a blob. He would be big, enormous, big blob. He would want to be blob. So he's blob and he's very English. So, okay, we've got blob. That's good. Uh, right, let's go. What about Beaky? Okay, <laughs> another second, please. Beaky became a Bronx boy from the from New York. The Bronx, he, yeah, Beaky is a Bronx boy from <laughs> New York. So that's a blob and Beaky, yeah, okay, it's fine. Now, okay. I've seen the three-minute piece, Great. which is, and it did make me laugh out loud. It really was genuinely funny. What's going to happen with it? What, what are you going to do with it now you've seen that? We are, the reason why your first question was, what's it got to do with McGear, right? And with, with the whole package. With the yeah. whole package. Yeah. Why yeah. do you put that in? Yeah. Because I have made it a very Merseyside, seeing as got, I've got a gong for uh, services to Merseyside, uh, uh, By the way, sorry, congratulations, sorry. you've got an award from the Queen. I, I do apologise. Unbelievable, isn't it? I'm so... And slap viewers. my hand. Viewers. Where's the fairy? Fair enough. <laughs> and by the way, have you noticed, viewers, that he hasn't called me Your Highness once? <laughs> my case rests. Tell him what the award was you got. Oh, that was uh, well, now tangents. You're going off on tangents, so you've I've got, got to, to talk about back. the award. I should have you opened could. the award. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry, I did. You won't. It's about a, an honour. It is now being cast. <laughs> can you make this up? This is now being cast in the Royal Mint in London. <laughs> they, they put my name on it to make sure I know who, my, who, who what, you are. What my name is, uh, and so it's just you two individual. And that was it. It just comes through a letter. From the Buckingham Palace, you know, the Queen's, and you've done it, and uh, keep it to your thumb, strictly 
confidence. Been sitting on this for months. Yeah. So it's only me and Ro that knew about this. Slowly, we sneaked it to the kids yeah. <laughs> because we are family. And, uh, and so this, I had to wait for a long, long time until it was officially announced. Yeah. And so that has now been announced. So a nice little... That's great, uh, that's great. So going back now, as we did go on the tangent, so you've got the package of this magnificent album, you've got the CD, you've got mm -hmm. the cartoon. It's, it's now, the, ca the cartoon is uh, separate. Right. It is, but it is, I have uh, consciously linked it in with the album because when it came to finishing The Weirdos, done all the voices, done all the cartoons which you've seen, but that original beginning, the intro and the outro, were just a little daft little song, diddly doo dee doopy 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 And I suddenly thought, hold on, these are the weirdos. <laughs> They're weird. They've got to have weird music. And so I was just wondering right now, how should I do Frank Zappa or something weird, Peaches on Regalia or something strained? And, and I thought, hold on. The, the McGear uh, album, after 45 years, has come back to me. It's reverted back to me. And so I thought, oh, so if I own that, I can do whatever I like and do. And there's one bit in it. Uh, have you got problems? No, no. Is what do we really know? So one little bit, do the little song, and it goes quiet, and it goes... Like Jimi Hendrix. It's Danny and Jimmy. Danny Lane, Jimmy McCullough. And I thought, that's weird enough. So that is goes on the front. And the end of it is uh, the another McGear track uh, in the outro. And you know, you, did you see on the end... Um, McGear, thanks to the McGear album for the music. Yeah, no, no, so I, I that's why I made it all Merseyside. I've got to go on a tangent again on this one, definitely, because you said it and I went, oh my word, because I sat back in my seat. You're talking to our kid, of course, when you refer to our kid, it's always Paul, lovely Paul McCartney. I'm sorry, and didn't excuse, he say, seeing as you haven't called me. Uh, oh, sir, no, I beg your pardon, sir, Paul McCartney. <laughs> Peter, so, you are so out of I've got to work with this. <laughs> But you said a lovely story the other day when you launched this lovely album. You said, your kid said, uh, we should get somebody on the, the guitar. You know, somebody, uh, Jimmy. And you went, Jimmy, Jimmy who? And you went, Jimmy Hendrix. I oh, just Jimmy. love the way you threw that in. The no, that's what he said. Yeah. He said, should we ask, uh, we wanted a guitarist. Yeah. One of the tracks, so much in love, needed a solo guitar. And he does, he's a good guitarist himself. And I said, we need somebody a bit different to do that. He said, what about Jimmy? So I said, Jimmy who? He said, Jimmy Hendrix. I said, <laughs> I said are you joking? He said, no, he's in town. Uh, I'll, I'll ask him if he'll come along. Yeah, I said, good luck, Jimmy <laughs> Hendrix. So he came to Lane yep. East Studios in London. I'm expecting the entourage, right? A 50 million groupies, his film crew, his drug uh, rollers, everything. And uh, so he, the, the door goes into Lane Lee's studio. I go to Zonny Arcade and I and the engineer in the uh, studio. Go to the door, open it up, and there is a little lone character, all in this uh, Jimi Hendrix experience, yeah. uh, you know, that all the clothes. military yeah. thingy, all that, uh, looking magnificent with a guitar. And says, hi, I've come for Mike McGee. I said, <laughs> I said that's, that's me, Jim. It's lovely to see you. He said, oh, thank you. He's such yeah. polite. Jimmy, he said, thank God. It's always very important to talk 
to people that actually know people. Yeah. Oh, sorry, or knew them. And the great thing I can tell all your listeners and viewers is that Jimi Hendrix was a gentleman, yeah. a true, lovely soul. Yeah. What a lovely, charming bloke. And that's what he did, came in, played on it, and in the end, uh, did I tell this story yesterday? Where no, you finished on it. He, he did the... Uh, he did us did the solo on so right. much in love, right. and so okay, Jim was we'll out, kid and I on the control. Okay, Jim will send it, and so yeah, oh, yeah, sure. I'm sitting on the floor of Delaney Lee on the carpet, and so again, you know, so much in love, diddly diddly solo time. just an old kid. <laughs> what did we just witness? <laughs> Ooh, what did we just hear? What was that? And no, no, our kid was, I, it, wow. He'd just done Pepper. So all the months of being in Pepper and meticulously doing it, finishing it, finished it, and now suddenly freedom, a free soul walks in this year and blasts all our heads off. Wow, unbelievable. Okay, Mike. I said, yeah, yeah. He said, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah, that was extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. He said, what's wrong? I said, it came in the wrong bit. <laughs> he said, are you joking? I said, no. Can we ask him to do it again? <laughs> no, hold on. Exactly what happened. He said, do you want to go and tell Jimmy that he came in the wrong bit? I certainly will. So I did. So Good I went out. I went out. the carpet. Jimmy. Hey, Jim. I said, uh, is that Okay. I said, well, it's just that it, it came in the wrong bit. That's, that's all. He said, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. He said, I, didn't know, I don't know the song. Can you help me? <laughs> I said, I would be absolute help for you anytime. Sat on the uh, carpet with him. And this, the, can you picture it? All, and you can actually see it, the ones looking now. Can you imagine? There is Jimi Hendrix's knee. The McGee Enamel is now <laughs> Jimi Hendrix's knee. And it's coming up to the solo. We're both listening on the headphone, and it comes up to the solo. And you can't say now, Jim. So it comes up to the solo. I go, tap Jimmy Hendrix's knee now, Jim. He <laughs> 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 did it. And so he did it, and he did it again, yeah. getting better and better till he got it perfect. Yeah. It was right the perfect bit. It came in on time, and he went out on time. So I went in. I said, I'll just check that out, Jim. It's no pleasure. I'm just rehearsing. So I go in and said to our kid, uh, so, okay, we got it. He said, yeah, yeah, I'll play it back. So I played it back, it's all perfect, but boring. And so our kid said, okay, um, you remember the first one he did, the mad one? I said, yeah. He said, which one do you want, that like, polite, nice little polite thing or the mad one? I said, oh, there's no comparison to the mad one. Love it. And so our kid said, the, the mad one, please. And the engineer said, what do you mean, the last one? I've been wiping everyone. That's the only one that is. Oh, my <laughs> Stick word. with me, Pete. I've got them all. <laughs> Michael. You couldn't make it up. You've had a phenomenal life and still continue with a phenomenal Hopefully, life. Hopefully. You've done everything. Get you've out been of here everywhere. On you've just, oh, you'll get out, I promise you. <laughs> you've had an incredible life. But what do you feel? Because you've done so much. But what do you feel sitting here knowing that that's there? Looking at that product, that's there. Nobody can take that away from you. No. My gear is there. And it's that thing that they say, right, we're sending up the vinyl. 
uh, you've heard the story about Warner Brothers losing the master tapes. Yes. <clears throat> so uh, I found the master tapes upstairs in my roof, but I, I didn't have a, a tape recorder to play them on, didn't have a, a turntable to play records on, so I had to borrow from Norm, uh, normal fuse, I had to borrow his reel to reel, and so I got that all set up. I sort of found these two uh, 15 IPS boxes saying McGear Master Tape Copy 1, <coughs> McGear Master Tape Copy 2. And so I've got to play them. I don't know if it, they are them, but it says it on, on the thingy. And uh, and I've got a, Norm's let me is reel to reel, so I can play them now. Oh, great. Tell us how you got on the uh, esoteric cherry red down in London. I said, okay, uh, just before you go, by the way, there's a, there's a white stuff on that's a, a bit of, um, you know, mildew, a bit of grot on the tapes, mildew. They said, don't play them. I said, why? He said, it's simple. You play them on your tape recorder, all that your albums will come, up, come off on the tape. Oh, wow. That's what happens. He said, you're going to have to bring them down to London and we're going to bake them. So I, I thought, oh, wow. oh, that's a good joke. I said, in the oven. He said, yeah. That's what they do. These old tapes, uh, Billy Kinsley, uh, all his old tapes. I had to do this. And I took a suitcase from our house, a heavy suitcase from our house, down to London, gave it to them, with not only those uh, tapes, hoping that they were. Yeah. When you open a box, it says it, it's McGear, but it could be anything. could have changed 45 years later. could be anything in there. So luckily it was. Plus all these other tapes that taped around the same time, working with Billy Kinsley, working with Pete, 18 with a bullet, uh, Wingfield, and some other things that I did with our kid in um, what's it called, uh, Apple Savile Row. That's the CD too that I'm dying for you to hear, I'm dying for you to play on your uh, It's It's podcast. fascinating. The whole thing is fascinating. Is it now on sale as a package? That lit yesterday at the Innie was a sort of a teaser uh, and that it's actually all released on the 28th of June, I hope, because of just the fans of... No, they're not fans. My my fans are friends. Yeah. That means a friend and a fan, so they're friends. Oh. Okay. And uh, just thought it... Uh, no, no, I like, I like that. And uh, so one of the friends has uh, come in and said, oh, I've got something... Like, they've just said, Terry Red had just said something about July... So I'm hoping June yeah. 28th, folks. But people can order it. Yes, they are. Oh, they're ordering That's it now. There was one thing that I announced. Uh, they said, Terry Red, uh, I said, right, okay, the first 100 albums, if you buy the uh, your first, it's only in the first 100, you get a free Mike McGear signed postcard. And I've got on my Twitter, you will see, I've taken a photo of you sign a hundred postcards. Gets a bit bigger. Your tables, a couple of tables full of signed postcards, right? Yeah. And so I signed them all meticulously. I've, uh, when Peter, uh, yeah, Peter Blake, you know the artist Peter Blake? Yep. When he signs his work, they put his art down in front of him and he writes, Peter Blake, next one. Peter Blake, next one. Pe exactly the same signature. Me, I'm insane. Oh yeah, I'm, I know. Well, I'm a, I'm bit a weirdo. Like that. Yeah. So, I everyone is very different. So as soon as the, <laughs> as soon as the oh, totally different. I don't you know which name. I got fed up with being Mike McGear or, or Mike McCartney or Mike Mac 
uh, Mike McFab. So, so everything. Everything's yeah. changed. So I announced it to the folks. So okay, uh, the first thing he uh, gets a free album for the first on the. Where can I buy? Where can I want it? Want it? Want it? Where do I order? Tell me, can I do it online. Blah, 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 blah. So, so I asked the record company. So I asked the record company, and I said, "Right, they're all going mad about getting one." He said, "Sorry, Mike, they're all sold out." Wow. <laughs> now I've got to say that you're on Twitter, so they can get information about the album on Twitter, can't they? I what am, is your Twitter handle? I am a twit. Hmm? I have no idea. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I follow you and um, <laughs> yeah, Mac McCartney. Well, you mean we're, we're both yeah, Mac McCartney? Um, <laughs> we can't talk about all the music because there's so much. It's a lot. But let's talk about one track and one track only because we yeah. haven't got that much time. Okay. So which track do you want to talk about? All of them. Right. Uh, all right. I personally on the McGear album. Uh, I, I, I'm every one because I had to sit down and this, listen to the vinyl, right? And after 45 years, I was, I, Peter, I was apprehensive because is this going to translate into today's marketplace where the young people listen to this? Has it got, can I say, balls on your, yeah, has sure. it got balls? Yeah. Has it got substance? Has it got strength? Is it good enough today? And I played it, and on my little speakers, the the turntable, I had to get a two little speakers, not the big luxury uh, things that Radio City have got, and I used to have in the old days. So, and I was that was always a good uh, sign for me. Whenever I did any scaffolding, you get Lily the big thank you, Liverpool, whatever. Can you do me a cassette, please? Get the cassette, go in the car, play it. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That's a bit you can't hear that. Go back and remix it. And so, uh, sorry, where was I? Tangent. Talking about one song and one song only. One song and one song. Oh, well, love, really. between you and I, uh, I the, my favourite one is The Man Who Found God on the Moon. And what was weird, I could have rewritten The Man Who Found God on the Moon, come into your podcast today. <laughs> because exactly what happened on Man on the Moon is... Uh, the men in balloons are floating through space. It starts on this. It's our kid on piano, me singing. And uh, it's the men in balloons are floating. This is me driving back from London to Liverpool home. And so that the men in balloons are floating through space. There, there they were in the thing. There. Gliding long motorways. There is me driving my car. Uh, having a race. They were having a race. Uh, sails in the sunset. There on the left is a great big lake with these beautiful sailing ships silently going. It was just getting a bit sunsetty. Uh, fire, and then it became sunset. Fireworks explode. Boom! Is that all happened? Uh, and then Annette, the little lady, little girl from Krishna, comes in, and so she made me happy. She is Annette, made me happy, baby. And then the man of found gob, gob, man of found gob. No, Mike, you've got the gob. The man who found God on the moon. It's rather like, I was just thinking of that driving over today, is the balloon, the men in balloons have taken off and they've gone up, and they've gone up to the moon. There is the man on the moon, Buzz Aldrin. Uh, and you just suddenly think, is uh, us, all of us now, and we're out there and there's a lovely clear moon and we're looking at the moon thinking, bloody hell, it's extraordinary. That place exists because people have been on it. Just imagine him <laughs> being on it and then looking up at the moon, which is now the Earth. And suddenly what profound, and it did, had such profoundity, 
uh, for him uh, and his soul is that he found God on the moon. And so that was the whole thing linked. And I come in here, I had all these weird, I, I was thinking, I could write another man, man of found God on the moon here. I'm coming here, was these uh, girls on uh, horseback, right, uh, horseback, was trying to get past them, and they were going here and there, had to slow down, because you've got to be careful, horses, etc. Et so two girls on, on horsebacks, then two white vans, stuffed full of Christmas trees, right? And going ahead, 20 miles an hour, the whole way to the motorway. Every now and then, all the Christmas trees falling out. So these images are, are there. Now, when I get in the car park here, trying to park to come here beyond time, uh, it's totally full. And I, I thought, right, uh, I'll park. Look, go everyone's going round and round. There's a car in front of me, and it goes past a speck. Whoa, you fool, you've missed one. Get in it, get out to come to you, disable speck. Yeah. So as a patron of Dada Fest, that's not a wise thing. Got in again, went round and round again. Little girls getting out of a mini, and I stopped, made the other guy back up. I've got to go to Pete Price Radio. <laughs> and uh, he backed up, and so slowly manoeuvred in, got out, ready, I'm, I'm podcasting, here we go. And I checked, and I said, this big Range Rover next to he couldn't get in his car. So I had to get back in the car, move out, and manoeuvre in so he could get, both ones could get out. Then I came here. Again, I could have written another yeah. man if I got on the moon. Big question, little answer. Sad, because we've got so much to talk about, but were they happy days with the scaffold? Oh, fantastic. Oh, just, uh, just thingy, Elton John, uh, thingy it up, summed it up. Uh, he was, it was that wing, now isn't this funny, how everything is interrelated, right? Now we, I am at the launch of Wings in London, it's a big palais, a big dance hall, and uh, wanted a wee, so I go past uh, Gilbert O'Sullivan in his full schoolboy outfit, <laughs> go to the bogs, and I'm having a wee, and this young lad in pop paraphernalia comes in, and oh, hello Mike, I say oh, hello Reg. Because this guy was a guy called Reg Dwight from yep. Dick James's Music, where we yep. started the McGuff McGear. He's just a can lad going, getting the coffees, like Tim Rice was on Lily the Pink. And so I said, all right, Reg. He said, no, no, I'm not Reg now. I've changed my name. I'm going into the business. Oh, OK, what is it? It's, I'm Elton, Elton John. Oh, that's nice for you. Good luck, Reg. I mean, Elton. Oh, well done. He said, they were great days, weren't they? I said, they certainly were. What were... He said, I'll be your old scaffold and I'll be your old. I said, What's it? What have you got to do with scaffold? He said, We used to, we were your backing singers. No. I said, uh, Are you joking? No, no, me and my mate used to, me and Tommy, whatever his name was, used to come and do back. I said, I remember two lads because scaffold can't sing. And so I needed harmonies. I needed. <laughs> he said, That was us. That was me and my oh, mate. Oh, my. And, word. And, to, and to sum up scaffold, as you said, what was it like? Elton John said, sorry, Edge Relton John uh, said, they were the best sessions we ever did, Mike, I've got to tell you, uh, because we went uh, to Abbey Road, uh, did backing singing with Scaffold all day, laughed all day, and then got paid at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what more do you want? It's incredible. It's the, the saddest thing that to, to me is people listening now who never lived through the Mersey Beat days. And the reason I say that is it wasn't about the sound. It was 
Your mic's on. Get on oh, and do totally it. Go. It was rough. Raw. But magnificently oh, yeah. raw. Yeah. Rough edges were... No, it was It was spectacular, wasn't it? Yeah. And there was the other side of Liverpool that was just as spectacular. The other, the Hope Hall side, mm. the Everyman side, yeah. which was going on exactly the same time. We go down to the cavern, yeah. our kid and John had come up to the Hope Hall, and uh, the Roadrunners used to play in, in Hope Hall. But we were more events and happenings. So this there was another, and of course all Artie John, ex-art school, our kid, the N.E., all in the same area, yeah. the same interests of uh, poetry, writing things like poetry. So McGough's doing his poems, uh, comedy, etc. And so that wonderful, that what was great about the 60s was it wasn't only the magnificent Mersey Beat. At the same time, and of course then, before the explosion, we were all equal. And so you were... Uh, oh, the, yes, absolutely. Oh, it was good. The folk singers, the spinners, the, whoever it was, Adrian Henry doing his art, the pop art, Maurice Cockerell, Sam Walsh, etc. We were all equal. And that was the biggest joy. There, Thingy uh, Ginsberg would come over from New York because he knew Ada. Those, sitting, those two sitting in a pub looked like brothers. Uh, and so all that was happening at the same time. And that someday, somebody, they've done the Mersey beat, rather beautifully somebody should one day come and do do you do that as well but show the other side as it was and as you say it was a cauldron it was a magic cauldron of everything happening and as you say it would have been lovely for young people uh, to go back in time just to experience what we experienced. I miss it. I miss it. I was I was a fan, so I wasn't in the business then. But I was the one standing outside. I was the one going downstairs at the Everyman. I was the one going to the Iron Door. I was the one having the coffee and being told to get out because <laughs> you've been there too long with that coffee. It, it was a different world. <laughs> Do you know we got thrown out of the blue coat? Really? With uh, Yoko, we we met Yoko before she met John. Right? She came over from New York. And Yoko Ono had a thingy at the Blue Coat, an event happening. We were doing events and happening at the Hope Hall. So we thought, oh, I've got to see this girl, Japanese, I think. And his husband, American husband, I keep nearly remembering his name, but it's, it's gone. And so we go to the uh, talk about being thrown out. We go to the Blue Coat. And so what's this little lady, an artist, doing her art? And so her art consisted of getting people on the stage and wrapping them, getting these bandages out and wrapping them up in bandages. That was it. It took all night. and took bandages and bandages and bandages till they were right at the top of the bandage. Of course, they look like bloody mummies. <laughs> that for scaffold. And any comments, Yoko invites the audience. Oh, uh, I'm all right, thanks, mummy. And whatever. She didn't like it. <laughs> this is art, and that's, and that's our Liverpool. That's, and that's our it. Liverpool. Uh, yeah. and that, we scaffold was thrown out, and we had a week together at the Shakespeare. We the did. Scaffold told uh, top the bill and sold out every night. It was amazing. And on the Saturday night, we had a film crew in, uh -huh. and all the gangsters were in. I won't mention the names, but the proper gangsters, not these drunk, yeah. proper yeah. old-fashioned, real. 
And they were all being filmed and they were loving it. And this amazing Germany com German company came over and we thought this is all about the music. In And it wasn't. It was about gangsters in Liverpool based on the <laughs> scaffold at the Shakespeare Theatre Club. Oh, man. Oh, I'd love... That's got to be somewhere, that film. That's are, somewhere that's oh, got to be. There are, uh, Peter, there are certain things uh, that I would love to have. I went over once. They said, will you come to Ireland and sing... Uh, Liverpool Lou for us and talk to Gay Burn. I said, Oh, Gay Burn, I remember him from Granada Report. Nice man, too. And yeah, lovely man. And uh, so he's big now, he's got a big yeah. telly show in Ireland. He's the, he's the man, Gay Burn's yeah. your man. And so, uh, will you come over and sing? You talk to Gay Burn. It's an interview, whatever I was doing, the Magira, might have been the Magira album, uh, and uh, talk to him. And uh, could you sing Liverpool Lou at the same time? So I said, um, ah, now, Liverpool, Lou, it could be a problem. I had, up in uh, Belfast, I had uh, Merseybeats came over and they backed me for Lily the Pink up there. But Liverpool, Lou, we're going to have to ask them again or a band. And that means, uh, obviously, uh, you've got to pay them. They've got to get them over on a plane, put them up for the night and get them home, etc. Oh, well, that'll be all right. Forget the song, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just talk. Yeah, we'll, we'll just, just have a little chat. chat. No, so no, we're getting that. That was good, right? And so I'm doing now, okay, Vern, live. Here we go, etc. And I'm, uh, nobody on the stage, and I know George from Liverpool, who became April Ashley, is following me, right? I'll tell you a story next time we'll go about uh, April when we got back to the hotel. Uh, but here we are, live on Gay Burn. And so we've done the chat, done whatever was a, a product I was selling. In other words, you know me, just chatting. And to get the end there, uh, well, Mike, it is that's wonderful, lovely to see you again. And, uh, you know, lovely to have a chat there. And I believe you're going to sing Liverpool Lou for us. I said, I looked around, waiting for the band to come on. And I said, well, no, I told you research is going to need a band. And, and uh, you know, no band, uh, April's not going to be having a band. And uh, it's only oh, no, we have a band here. So I'm looking at there, there, and he points to the front row. There is Tara Brown's brother, Gareth Brown, big into the folk, Irish folk scene. Next to him is Paddy Maloney, who is on the McGear album. You will hear him on CD2. The magic of Paddy Maloney from the Chieftains, right? There is Gareth and Paddy Maloney standing there. I said, Band. He's, and Paddy immediately stands up, producers from Inside Book. Penny Whistle, right? I said, sure, Mike, I'll be your band. And you said, would it be lovely to have it? I would love this television. I then, I was young and I, I couldn't, oh, 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 bloody one of the chieftains having a scaffold on. I'll have you. Let's go. Come on, Paddy. And I sang it. And you did it. <laughs> I sang it. Acapulco <laughs> with Paddy Pipes playing his Penny Bloody Whistle, which is on this <coughs> new McGear album. Mike, and I'd, I'd love to see yeah. that like you wanted yeah. that. Mike, I've got, I've got to say one thing out of respect to you, because I do. I've known you for many, many years. What I love is the relationship you've got with your brother, but it's very private, and you've never, ever, ever dropped that barrier. What you've got, you talk about him fondly, but the intimacy as mates, as brothers you've got, I think is I, I've always respected you for that, because you could have 
done all sorts, but you've just got this wonderful relationship with him. I think yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, they could have made a lot more money. Oh, a lot more money. Selling out. Oh, a lot oh, more money. We could still do it now. We could syndicate this wrong. <laughs> but no, I respect you so much for no, that. No, it is. Well, your brothers, everybody knowing, we're looking at this and listening to this, well, no, family is family. You're blood brothers. Yeah. It's forever. You can't get out of it. Uh, and I'm the younger one. Uh, prettier and more intelligent, as obviously you've heard just now, mm -hmm. and can see. Uh, but uh, no, brothers, it's I uh, sent him a text uh, before I was allowed to, saying they're just going to give me this uh, British Empire medal. What do you think? And didn't get anything back. The next thing is a phone call uh, from New York, him and Nancy, saying many congratulations. We're so chuffed. Good lad. So it's that it's his brothers. That's yeah, all, and, that's and you deal with life as scousers. Michael McGear, we honestly could talk forever. You're a fascinating man. The product. Uh, follow Mike on um, uh, Twitter because you'll find out exactly when it's coming out. And we'll tell you, of course, on my radio show when the package comes out because it is fascinating. It's the project. Absolutely, the project. The, pro <laughs> the project of the package, which looks great. Thank you so much for spending time with me, and I can't wait for you to sign this and see which signature you use. Yes, that's that's true. I've got no idea. I'll tell so, you last word with you about the project to the camera. Buy this album now. You can get it available at your local record stores, particularly in Liverpool, which is the centre of the universe. Don't forget, you heard McGear here first. <laughs>